it's so funny because it's this thing that people think that if you're in the sickle cell community, you just automatically know everybody. But I don't know you as much. So I just heard about you through different, you know, things and Dr. Hodge, of course. So it's like, oh, you're on a nice little wellness journey. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we're gonna start. You can introduce yourself. Tell us about this wellness journey. What's the? I mean, not really. Tell us about you first. Just a little intro about you. Just a small intro. Well, Just. My name is Demetrius. I go by AR the Prophet. Sickle cell soldier. Um, genotype SS soldier strong. The most severe kind of sickle cell. Um, grew up in the Midwest, Des Moines, Iowa. Battled with sickle cell my whole life, and. Uh, had countless surgeries in and out the hospital my whole life and literally just woke up and was like, enough is enough. I got to grab hold of my health and uh, got on a natural journey and just started doing, doing a lot of research and just started implementing, you know, different herbs and natural stuff slowly into my body and realizing that um, real health and wellness come from just living well, eating clean, staying hydrated, staying active. Exactly. <laughs> so just, I mean, you... You kind of answered a little bit of my first question, so I was going to ask you, like, what tapped you on the shoulder and just said, okay. Because, you know, we all know it's like different medicines and things you got to be on, different. We still got to do that, of course, you know. But what tapped you on the shoulder and said, okay, I want to, I got to do something different. Yes, <laughs> so many frequent hospital visits. Yeah, I felt like I lived at the hospital. Like, I literally felt like I paid rent at the hospital. I was just there too frequent, too often, and it was just starting to take a toll on me. I, I knew I had way too much talent, way too much potential, and way too much drive to be sick all the time. So I had to do something for myself. And, you know, me growing up in the Midwest, not really having any real black doctors around me and any real educated um, specialists and, and, you know, nurses and people in the profession, um, I always was just taking everything that they said, take everything, everything that they thought was yep. for me. So I ended up, by the time I literally got on my own, I was I was neck deep into Western medicine, just taking so much pills and just drowning by too many chemicals. So yeah. I just literally said, enough is enough. I got to get right. I got to grab hold of my health. Mm. I was always, I ain't going to lie too. I always, I was scared I was going to die. I just thought one of them, one of them hospital visits was gonna be that last one. No, no, That's seriously. How it was. That's how frequent the treatment was. I just knew it was damaging my body, so I said, "Man, I got to stay away from this place." Yeah, the more you there, you just like kind of brings you to another state, and it's absolutely yeah. And even as I got older, I just started feeling my body just changing, transition. You know, when I was younger, I could bounce back. After a crisis, you know, when you're a teenager, you get a crisis, you bounce back after a couple of days. You know, you get older, your body starts, it, it changes. You know, it changes a lot. It takes a couple more days, it might even take a week. So I just started realizing after I got discharged from the hospital how long it took me to bounce back. Yeah, so before you get up and you. Before you get up and you just, you out. You in, you in the next place. What's, what's what's going on now is just like, as long as you're in the hospital, it's like the same amount of time to recover. A whole week. The older you get, it's just taking a longer, I mean, a longer time, I guess. So, yeah. Hey, Dr. Hodge. <laughs> hey, um, so, yeah. So, 
we know okay so that was the moment for you what was the first thing did you read something did you do something did you see what was the first thing you did like what was the first thing that you did was you were you reading something who were you talking to i wasn't reading nothing i was actually talking to somebody and they was telling me that i needed to do something that was going to benefit my blood mm-hmm. my main thing was going into the hospital because my hemoglobin always fell up so when, my, when your hemoglobin falls so low, you can be at risk for stroke. And I was always scared that I was going to have a stroke. So if my hemoglobin dropped to six and anywhere in the sixes, I was getting blood transfusion. I got to the point where I was having too many blood transfusions and they wanted to give me another medication because all the blood, my blood transfusion is called iron overload. Mm-hmm. They wanted to give me some more medication. And I'm just like, nah, I got to find a different way. You know, they're like, you're at risk. You're having too many blood transfusions. You had too many blood transfusions. You develop what's called antibodies in the blood. And at that point, when you've had so many blood transfusions, you develop everybody's antibodies. It's harder to find a match for you, so you wait longer to get blood transfusions. And then I just be like, listen, I got to I gotta find something different. I was talking to an older lady out here in Orlando, Florida. Her name is Cynthia Bailey. Big love, I call her Aunt Sin. Um, she's 60-plus living well with sickle cell. And she told me that I had to start taking a beef smoothie. And I was like, a beef smoothie. And she told me the ingredients. And I literally started doing this like four years ago. And I had four years. When I first started, I was just dibbling and dabbling. But I realized that it was, it was boosting up my blood level. So about three years ago, every day, consistency. You know what I'm saying? And I really see the difference. But then I started, she told me the ingredients that she was using. You know, I started doing more research and finding other things that build the blood as well as beets. Like liquid chlorophyll, I started adding stuff like um, seed moss. I started adding um, black seed oil, moringa seed. I started adding noni fruit. All these things are different calories, things that's going to help the blood and keep the blood levels high as well. So when I started doing research and I found out, okay, beets is good for the blood. It's the same color as blood. It helps the blood stay strong and gives the oxygen. So um, I just wanted to find other things that was going to complement the beets as well. That's the that's the real thing because it takes Absolutely. a lot of work and people don't want to do the work. They just want the easy the easy way out. The easy way out is just doing what everyone tells you to do and you don't have to actually put in any work on your own. And that's the thing I, I admire about anyone who goes on a wellness journey. It's like you have to put in work. It's not just a oh I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna do this. It's work. It's everyday work. It's like your mind is battling. You're battling your mind, your body, your everything all at once. Just trying to, you know, fight your way through it. So, um, just to, and even the research that you did on your own, it's like most people won't even take the time out to even do that research or to. Well, I was truly all I had. Yeah, true. I was truly all I had. I was always in the hospital by myself, so I felt like if I want this, if anybody's gonna want this more than anything, it has it's, to be me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so and that's what I tell a lot of people that have who have sickle cell. That's like, man, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do this, I want to do that. I tell them, you can do it, but you have to want to do it for yourself. Don't just see me doing it. You got you got the same illness as me. You can do it. But what it takes is self discipline and consistency. Yeah. And, you know, it starts off slow because I had to I had to learn that for myself as well. Yeah, and I think people think that it just um, I think you 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 looking at people do it. Well, we look at well, we I I look at 
other people do it. And I, I mean, I do it myself, but I know that I'm, everyone's on a different journey. Everyone's like focusing on different areas. Like you might be focusing on your blood more because you know that what takes you to the hospital. I might be focusing on my mind more because I know that's what sent me to the hospital. I, everyone has their focus point and people don't realize your journey is your journey. They want to do what you do, but I'm like, you got to do what you, what's best for you. Cause what looks good for me is not going to look good for you. And I always tell people that in general, people always think like, well, I'm like, I started with just doing breathing work while I'm in the hospital. I'm like, people don't realize how much breathing helps your whole like system. It helps everything. It helps your, it helps your blood. It helps you, uh, flow or I can't get the right word. out. (laughs) So, so I said, what works for me is probably not what's going to work for you. And people don't want to take the time out to figure out what is going to actually work for them. Um, but the thing is, I, I just want to piggyback off what you're saying. And what works for you might not work for me. That, but, and I always realize this, though. What I'm doing might be beneficial for you if you try it. That, so that's why I always want to be boisterous and let people know. Exactly. Hey, this is what I'm doing and it's working for me. If yes. It yes. might not work for you, but it might work for you too. You know, and, and that's and that's exactly exactly. Absolutely. So and that's exactly why I voice my opinion. I'm always like, make sure you take care of your mind. Make sure you take care of your mental health because I didn't know what overthinking would send me into the hospital. Anxiety would send me into the hospital, and it was your blood that would send you to the hospital. So you started working on that first. People don't understand that these techniques it it helped both of us. If you try what I tried first, it will help you. And if I try what you try, it will help me. But we have to figure out which one we're going to work on more because it's going to help us get there further. But, yeah. Um, I know that you uh, – what are some things that you're, like, focused on now on your wellness journey? I know you probably started with the beats and everything. What are you, what are you focused on now? What I'm focused on now is helping other people with sickle cell. Like I, I know, I know what works for me. Mm-hmm. I, feel like I, I feel like I would never need Western medicine again. I feel like I'll never need another doctor. I am my own doctor, and I know for a fact that what I'm doing uh, will work for other patients if they, you know, just be consistent. Like I'm just yeah. saying. And uh, what I'm doing now is I just want to educate. So I started a podcast. Uh, my podcast airs every Wednesday, Warrior Wednesday. It's called the Sickle Cell Soldier Strong Way. Well, it's not the single cell, so the strong way. It's so the strong way. And it's on YouTube, um, six episodes in, and just telling, you know, teaching people what a single cell, how to live natural, how to live on a healthy journey, and um, how to find different alternatives instead of Western medicine, instead of always rushing to the hospital. Things that you can do to cope with just single cell at home, you know, uh, home remedies and things that you should have at your house, you know, things that we've never been taught. And that's another thing that I always like to tell people. I never was able to see another person with sickle cell, you know, show me tips and trades. I was never able to watch other people with documentaries with sickle cell. I never, like, growing up, true. I never see that it. is so, so true. I always want to be the example for the people that's in the hospital. Because, listen, when I was in the hospital battling... Nobody. You had nobody to look at. I was listening to, you know, Bob Hardy, Tupac, Kurt Franklin. It was the music therapy that got me through. It wasn't really nobody that was showing me what I was dealing with. So I felt like, man, I'm blessed with all these talents, uh, with this music career, with, with, with just this, this vision. And I feel like I want to help people know that, listen, through sickle cell, man, you can be great. Through sickle cell, you can live well. 
through sickle cell, you can stay on top of your life and stay on top of your journey and living purpose. Yeah. So I want to be the example of that. That is so true. Like what you said is like we have so many outlets, like so many people to look at, so many people to kind of um, piggyback off of or just get information from. While Dr. Hodge is on here, I'm going to say the great Dr. Hodge, <laughs> he beat me up and was like, get on it, get back to certain things that I like was, wasn't was doing. He was like, make sure you do it. Make sure you, you know, so I kind of watched certain things and I'm like, you know what? This is something I, I, I've like been introduced to mindfulness, breathing work since I was like 14. So my mom was into it. So way before me, it was my mom who taught me a lot of stuff about well, my wellness journey, about eating well. She put me on a, I was, I was vegetarian growing up. Um, so I changed my diet years ago, but then I started eating meat again, of course. As I got older, I was like, I could do what I want. But people don't realize that um, it took a lot for, it, t it takes a lot for you to actually um start and to so so i'm sorry <laughs> my um let me go back to my mom taught me different wellness tricks and things like that but then what i didn't realize i stopped doing a lot of stuff that she taught me because i got older and i was like okay i'm, I'm okay i'm all right i don't need this stuff and so i kind of pulled back and so what i realized is that when i was when when i realized that my anxiety was my biggest trigger and I didn't realize I didn't have any I didn't want to take any medicine so seeing Dr. Hodge push cannabis and things like that it made me realize okay it's something that I can do to kind of push this anxiety down or calm my nerves and things like that so certain things I didn't know like I had an outlet I was able to watch Dr. Hodge lives you you as well because I watch you and him him talk about certain things and I'm like okay these are things that I did not know. There are things that I learned from my mom, and it was things that I had to kind of like watch YouTube. And like you said, reggae music, people don't realize how much uh, their profit sees inside of reggae music. It's so much. I grew up on reggae. Like, it's so, so much of that is into that. So it's like, we don't, we, we're, we just, we have these outlets now that. I didn't have growing up. I was just in the hospital by myself, just listening to what my mom said on the phone. Thank God I had her, but it's like, now I have people like you, Dr. Hodge, other people. I kind of look at some stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what he, you know, he do. And this is me. I, I'm not afraid to say I will learn from anybody. Anybody's my teacher. If I can learn from you, I don't care who you are. I will, I will take the time out and learn from you. I, that's, life is my, uh, Life is my school. I feel like you're supposed to forever be learning from someone. Everyone coming to your life for a reason. And so to for you to say that you didn't have that and now you're trying to give that to other people, people don't take that and actually use it. We're we we know that we have it, but we're not actually using it. But um <laughs> but now that you started this journey, how did you how do you think that it impacted your life like what what is your what how from then to now how do you feel like what do you i know you feel great and everything like is there gotta be some form of enlightenment like some type of freedom you still go into the hospital oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> i really feel reincarnated i really feel born again i really feel like like <laughs> i'm 
I'm here living in my purpose because mm. I'm no longer sick. Mm. I don't have to, you know. Now, I always want to let people know this because people think, oh, you just well off. Man, sickle cell is spontaneous and it's crazy. You know I'm sickle cell. <laughs> so no matter what, sickle cell is always going, I'm always going to battle with sickle cell. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the point to where now I counteract the sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not something that's going to be able to sneak up on me because, you know, I used to get sick when I was, I used to get sick, crisis come on at night when you go to sleep. It's usually because all of the, all of the foods that you eat, all high sugar, sauce, fats, and all the wrong foods, and you go to sleep without, you know, being hydrated. And with sickle cell, you know, your cells start sickling when you're not hydrated. So it's usually I catch crisis at night. But now I'm not going, I don't have to worry about that because I know what I put in my body throughout the day. And you're kind of counteracting. So at night, you're kind of like setting yourself up. So before you drinking a lot of water, doing things so you won't have a crisis in the middle of the night. You, yeah, okay. Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. I'm drinking herbal tea every night, sour sap, moringa, fever grass. Um, Just putting as much nutrients into your body. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, that way I'm protected while I'm sleeping. So I, never had, I never was able to do that at night. See, yeah. I used to take medicine at night, which is a chemical. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of patients with a lot of patients that have sickle cell, we deal with a lot of insomnia, we deal with a lot of pain at night because what happens is the chemical working inside your body fighting alongside the non-nutrients that you put in your body all day long. So you're not getting no nutrients in your body fighting against sugar, salts, and fats. You know, so at this time, your, your blood is not circulating how it needs to do because you're dehydrated. Mm. And that's what all the salt and sugars do. So, when you counteract that with, with, with healthy stuff, then you know. When you're hydrated or alkaline water, then you know. Because the same thing that you, the same type of treatment that you run to the hospital for when you're in a crisis is the same way you should be treating yourself at home. So, they give you fluids, they pump you with fluids all day long. What is the salt water? 0.9 saline, which is nothing but salt water. And if you know, that um, gives you a whole bunch of inflammation, swells you up. Now, if you just drink your alkaline water on a daily basis, you stay hydrated on how you need to. You won't need IV therapy. You won't need IV hydration. You won't have to go to the clinic, to the day clinic, and get these type of things. If you're doing a blood, if you're going to beat smoothie every day in the morning, you won't have to go get blood, bags of blood transfusion because you won't be able to counteract and keep your blood up. You know, these are the things that we're never taught. And like I did on my podcast, like I said on my podcast today, when you rush to the hospital and you're in a crisis, and you're in the hospital and you're admitted, for however, for however long you're admitted into the hospital, you're not getting nutritious food that's going through your body. Mm-hmm. So the whole time you're in the hospital, you're getting pumped with medicine. All of this other stuff, blood transfusions, bad saline, all this crazy stuff that's going through your body, and you're not getting, you're not getting any nutrition for the body because you're getting canned food, boxed food, you know, food that's been... You know, Process. with all of these preservatives. Mm-hmm. So you can't really heal, and that's why you stay in the hospital for so long because you not have your body not healing at no point. You don't get no rest in the hospital because they're coming in every hour waking you up, trying to do vitals and all these other stuff. So I tell people, do the things that you that you know going on at the hospital, do it for yourself at home so you don't have to run to the hospital and have a crisis. Yeah, that 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 is actually that I mean that's so true. So 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 true. I think that that was one thing that I worked on a lot. I think working on managing yourself in the hospital is one thing that people don't 
do. They just lay there and let them give them whatever and however much. And me, I'm, I'm always like, this is too much. I feel like I've had too much medicine for the day. That's it. I would do a cutoff on them. I'm like, you know that you're allowed to tell them no. And people don't know that they have the power to actually say, I don't want this. I don't want to continue to, I don't want to take this to offset that. Let me see what works. I'll tell them in a minute, you know, just let my body relax and see what it's doing. And then <laughs> when, I, when, you, when you come back, I can understand, I can get my mind right. Because I'm always focusing on my mind. I'm forever, always, <laughs> when it comes to sickle cell, I swear it's a, it's a mind battle with me. Because I'm always like, okay, I want to know what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, how I feel when you give me this. You people don't really pay attention to how they feel when they get these injections and when they get this. It's a different, It it's, you can tell that it's like throwing you off. And I'm like, these are things that I really pay attention to. So I'm like, this is not working for me before they even, you know, see it. I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> imagine, imagine three days of, of, of a hospital admission. Just three days. Three. Just three days. All right. Three days. Every three, four hours around the clock while you're here for three days, they're coming in and giving you pain. And, and let me tell you, they don't even care if it's, if you need it. Or, they care, but it's like, whether you need it or not, it's on your schedule. So this is what you're getting. Right. So there's no stop. I have, you know, there's, so go ahead. So, but yeah. Well, 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 after three days, there are three days of every three hours around the clock. Your body is real now. It's like, True. okay, you need it. So you're looking for it. It's only really when you come to grips, like, all right, I, I've been here too long. I, I need to go. I'm really feeling better. Like, I started noticing that with myself. I'm like, man, yeah, no, I got to stay away. Because what people don't understand is the medicine is designed to keep you more sick than the illness. Yep. So once you're under the grips of the medication, then they know that they got you. They're going to see you. You're going to be a frequent flyer. Yep. This is destined because the medicine is a sickness as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to tell people and help people understand because people think, oh, man, I'll be in pain. I'll be in pain. There's so many natural things to help with your pain. You just got to do the research and understand it. You know, get on natural things like turmeric and ginger. You know, ground food and ground things, natural herbs that's going to help with your pain. Like all those herbs I said, sour sap and moringa, those are great pain-finding um, um, herbs that will help you, you know, instead of running to these chemicals. Because I'm telling you, man, the, the chemicals is messing with the mind, and that's why a lot of patients with sickle cell have a lot of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I feel that now that I've escaped Western medicine and I don't take no more opioids, I'm more clear in the mind. I can do more things that I know I need to do. I can handle that, my business that because part. I ain't on medication all day, drowsy and slumped. There you go. Because the medication That's keeps you down. I'm like, I want to be off of that as much as possible. And like Mars said, yes, after two days, you you ready to go home. Like it's, it's, It fills you up. But, um, yes, it's, it's, it's a lot. So, I, um, I really, like, when I'm in there, I'm usually like, okay, can we get some sunlight? Can we open up the, the blinds? Can we, can, I'm orchestrating the whole room because I need this room to give me a better energy than what it's giving me. Cause I'm like, sunlight can give me a better mood. I mean, get, put me in a better mood than you guys have me closed in, nothing going on. I can't see this, you know, I can't see nothing. And it's like you, I said, I need that natural sun. I need everything. So I'm always asking for different things to, naturally yeah. <laughs> help me heal.
Because I'm like, people don't realize that that takes more than you just laying there. When you lay there, you just giving somebody the, the opportunity to do whatever they want with you. No self-management. No, you're not doing anything for yourself. And that's the bit. That's my biggest thing. I'm always like, you have to figure out what you're going to do while you're laying there for yourself. What are you, what are you thinking about? What do you, I write, <laughs> you know, that's I write. Why home, that's why my home is the house of the other now. Yeah, oh, okay. I set, I set my own environment. There you go. I feel like I'm in a crisis if I feel like I've been in pain. This my hospital. There you go. There you go. I got everything in here that I know that'll be able to be helpful for me. I just need to take these few days and give myself these few days as if I was going to be admitted into the hospital. There you go. The thing is with sickle cell, the chronic pain is so intense and it's so much. And when it hits you, you immediately test up because the pain is so real. But if you relax. Really can't shake it now. You can't breathe. Your chest tight. All these things happen, and our first response is to run to the ER. Now you didn't been running to. I didn't been. I'm gonna say me. Me too. I didn't been running to the ER my whole life, thirty plus years. I'm at the point to where now that <laughs> this is my ER. You know what I'm saying? I can't be running to the ER no more because listen, after that, after thirty years, after twenty plus years of that type of treatment just going to be immune to that type of treatment. Nothing's really going to be working for you. Exactly. You know, so now you got to figure out, okay, what is it that's going to help me? What is it that I need that's going to help me stay away from the hospital? And you set your tail at the crib. Like I said on the podcast, you need things. When you feel pain, when I feel pain, of course I feel pain. I still have pain crisis mm-hmm. on, a, on a daily basis. So I ain't going to act like I'm exempt from sickle cell. I'm just cooler than sickle cell. You hear me? <laughs> exactly. So look, when I feel pain crisis now, instead of rushing to the ER, when my body all tensed up, and I'm like, ooh, dang, I'm in pain. Hot water, Epsom salt back. I'm soaking. I got essential oils mixed in with the uh, Epsom salt. These are different things that's going to get the body to relax, the blood to circulate. You're in hot water now. By the time I get to the ER, it's freezing cold. I'm already tensed up again. Now I got to wait for them to administrate me. I got to wait for them to do vitals. This has been an hour plus. I'm at home. A 20-minute bath run. I'm, I'm soaking in water. These are the things that you got to do, like you said, breathing technique. Now that I'm in the water, I got to get my breathing yes. right. You know, now I got to relax. Now, after four, five hours, if, if, if this pain ain't controlled, if my temperature spike, then I might need to see a doctor. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But nine times out of ten, you'll be able to get your pain down and control yourself when you find natural remedies at home instead of all. Because I know the pain is so real. The first thing we want to do is run to the hospital when we feel that pain. Exactly. But now you got to start learning different things at home. And that's what that's what I want to educate people on because I found those remedies. Trust me, I still be in pain. But listen, I take care of myself right here. It might take me just three, four days, not even five days. It might just be posted. But listen, I'm going to get myself right, right here. I'm going to be right back on track. It's a little slower process. See, with the hospital, it's a fast. There you go. Yes, hurry up and you out. You still feel bad. And I still got to regroup and get myself right. And then Why you... not save yourself all that trouble messing up your body and take care of yourself at home? Listen, you've been dealing with sickle cell this long. You can deal with the pain. You just got to breathe and just relax. That was the thing with me. I used to run to the hospital at the first sight of pain every time I'm at the ER. Anytime I feel pain, we hit. But look, now I had to understand, man, 
take care of yourself, King. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Deal with the pain. I might have to deal with the pain for five hours. Pain might not subside. I might have to deal with the pain two, three days. But I'm dealing it with the comfort of myself. I'm not stressed out dealing with the nurses and the doctors that's not treating me right. I'm not dealing with all this. My mood is set right here at the house. There you go. And that's the things that you have to learn how to do for yourself with sickle cell. If not, you're going to find yourself in a routine of sickness all the time, needing the doctor. And the doctor's going to start looking at you like, man, you're here frequently. You need the medicine. You must get on the medicine. That's where the stigmatisms come in at. So a lot of people with sickle cell don't understand. They can save themselves from all of the, uh, the stigmas and being called all these names and all that if they just be a little more diligent in their home care, their self-care, and take care of themselves. Yes. Come on, let's be real. They give you how many pills, you know, throughout the month. you getting medication that you can take. If you're running through that, that's all you, you know. You need to check yourself on your intake. So all of these things is really like a self thing that you got to check the sickle cell. And a lot of us, even with me, I had to do that. I had to look in the mirror like, bruh, Shake right, get yourself together, King, because real rap, the pills got you. You know, the hospital got you. These doctors got you, bro. The sickness, it got you. It got you, you. yeah, it's you just wrapped man. around. It got you. you gotta be able to break free with this thing. You gotta check yourself. And sometimes it hurts, you might even have to cry. It might even bring on the prices when you check yourself. But listen, gotta stay strong through this journey. Because if not, I done seen people pass away. People out of love out here doing this sickle cell thing with. You know, um, advocate for sickle cell, and they didn't pass away, loved ones, young, not even getting to see 30 years old, just because that was in the routine of always running to the hospital. Sickle cell got a hold of you. When it get a hold of you, it'll take you out. You can be 12 years old, you can be 21, you can be six years old. It don't matter. Don't got no age because when you're in the hospital, that's a de- that's a dangerous place, and people don't. The hospital ain't helping you. The hospital help in the hospital. You need to know that. You're just another number in it. You know what I'm saying? So what? you got to grab hold of yourself. You know, so it's real. That it was... is hard. It's easy, but it's working. I'm telling you, it's rewarding. That is so true. I think one of my doctors told me. My doc, One of my doctors a long time ago told me that you're playing Russian roulette every time you go into the hospital frequently. And people don't realize it's like, he's like, if you go in there for every single thing that's wrong with you, it, it can. So everything you're saying is so right. I said, so when, I said, you're my doctor. You're telling me this? And he was like, I got to say it. And, and so, and he wasn't talking about me. He was just talking about when people do that. It's not okay. And so... Everything you're saying is correct. So, and you you do have to set your mood at home. You gotta set your you gotta set your mood even when you're in the hospital. You gotta set your mood at all times because you have to keep your body relaxed. People don't understand how you have to like relax your whole body in order for sickle cell to, to shake it. Because when you when sickle cell comes, it tense up and you lock up, and that affects your it makes your crisis worse. <laughs> It makes your crisis worse, actually. True. People don't realize that. Like, I had to learn um, mindful breathing, mindfulness, and it's like a breathing when you start from your head and you work your way down to your toes. I do that every time. It's like you have to set your whole surroundings. So I appreciate all of this amazing, amazing information. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Yes. So, um, I guess 
Thank you so much. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you want more? More? Okay, let's go. Every single day, 
I don't take no middle ground to narcotics. That is freaking and amazing. I did, I did that, that, is I did that with no doc. I did that with no with no rehab. I'm not bigging myself up. I'm bigging no, 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 up. no, no, no. I am bigging you up because I, that's amazing. I did, I, did, I did this with no with no consultation, with, 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 with no sit down. But I gotta take my hat off to Doctor Hodge because always, he always, me, he always. Showed me that. always. One of the, him, him, it's him and another doctor, Doctor Moreno. Man, big shouts out to them because they implement real health in a natural way. We gotta give you them know? their flowers. Always. Man, I love Dr. Hodge, man. That's my dog. Uh, if you don't know about Dr. Hodge, tap in with him. He's the one that showed me, man. Both yeah, of us. <laughs> Absolutely. It's love. You can do it. You can do it. It's, it's, it's not easy, but uh, it's not hard either. And that, that's so real because I think a lot of people look at me and they like oh you just doing regular things and they don't even know when i'm in the hospital they don't know i spend weeks sometimes in the hospital they don't know i spend almost months in the hospital but sometimes it's like that <laughs> you could be on a wellness journey and you can still get <laughs> have long visits something can happen i mean it's just it is what it is and so everything you're saying is so so correct and being on a wellness journey does not mean that you're never gonna feel well I mean, feel ill, I'm sorry, but it means that you're actually, but I think it's just working on yourself. It's just starting somewhere. That start, I think just knowing that it's going to be you that have to actually start, that have to actually, it's you that's dealing with it. You're the only person that can save yourself. And that's how I tell, that's what I tell anybody. I had, like, my mom started me a long time ago, but I still had to come back and save myself because I got lost in the in the mess of Western medicine. So, uh, I guess we always do. You know, we do. It's 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 it's, it's natural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what people don't understand is the pain is real, but the sickle cell is real. You know? So you're gonna do stuff that you gotta do to to get rid of it. <laughs> So, absolutely, absolutely. But um, take care of yourself. Take care of your body. You know. Take you care of your mind. Take, take care of your mind. Yeah. You gotta watch what you put inside your body. You know, that's the main thing. I really feel like that's the. That's the message. That's the message. <laughs> in general. Of all, of all sickness, really. Yes. Doctor Sebi, he, he he was the one that always said, it. you know, be mindful of what you put inside your body. Certain foods create mucus. Once the body starts creating mucus, then you have risk for any type of illness. Your immune system is, is compromised when you have mucus in your system. Mucus is produced from dairy foods, foods that produce fats. You know, and those are the things that we have to stay away from. Those are the things that we never knew growing up. Because we never knew. You know, milk is good for you, and this and that. Yeah, <laughs> Drink your milk. Nobody gonna ever tell you that. It's like these Nobody are the things. Never. People don't. People don't tell you all the inflammation in your body is what affects your health and all those things. It's like I'm just I now. I, I, I'm just now figuring this out. 
That's what I'm saying. I think I watched so many of Dr. Hyde's lives of him saying information. I'm like, information? Like, what is he talking about? Until they went to the hospital. I went to the hospital one time, and they were like, your stomach is filled with information. And I'm like, oh, this is what, you know, and it wasn't. And then I was like, okay. Then I got on the, I wanted to know everything that had information in it, everything. Because I stopped doing the same things that I, you know, the things that I used to do to keep me well. So... Those little things of like help. It's it's the little things, exactly. It's the little things. So. Sickle cell is tricky. I always say it's three things to live well with sickle cell. You have to have a consistent balance of natural diet and nutrition. Mm-hmm. You have to get rest, restful nights, sleep, and you have to have hydration. Real hydration, true hydration. Alkaline hydration, you know, water that's hydrated with cells. If you drink a purified water, that's it. Ain't nothing. Cells. If you drink a water with added electrolytes, it's not hydrated with cells. Added electrolytes is like a preservative in food. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying. I want to educate people about that. Natural alkaline is what is the reason why I feel like one of the reasons why I'm well and I'm, and I have energy and I'm, I'm good. And I don't need. I don't need too much. You know. Mm-hmm. Dehydration was one of the main things in sickle cell because what it is is the hemoglobin doesn't pre- the, the hemoglobin the sickle the cells are sickle right mm-hmm. so they're not whole shaped when, when they're not whole shaped then they're sickle like this they're lacking oxygen already so your blood cells lack lacking oxygen so if you're drinking water that's not hydrating your cells how is you how, how are you hydrating your cells how is your blood flowing and it's not, and that's how you have pain crisis because first of all, you're dehydrated, you're not drinking the right fluids, and your, your, your blood is already dehydrated, so it's not flowing how it needs to. And you already know how a sickle cell pain crisis happens. Exactly. Once the blood starts, you know, piling up and getting stuck up, that's where you have the pain at. And you know, alkaline, natural alkaline water is what's gonna help them. That's gonna be one of the main key factors in lessening your pain crisis. Yeah, we got to get that information out. Um, This is amazing. I think you are on an amazing, well, not an amazing journey. Your journey is here now. (laughs) So it's not still, it's forever. It's lifetime. So um, I really appreciate you taking the time out and just, you know, speaking with me and dropping all the knowledge. (laughs) And um, inspiring others to kind of take that journey because... People don't understand how important it is to see this, to have this information, and people are not using it, you know, but we have you. We have people who are constantly just putting in the work, so thank you. (laughs) There's more. There's There's more. more. No, 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 no. I know there's more. (laughs) There's more, but, you know, you just got (laughs) to, it's a lot, but yeah. But I think, but I think people, people, um, people take information with who they recognize with. Like sometimes it, it could be somebody else giving the same information, but sometimes it's because you or somebody they can, you know, connect with the record. You know, they can say, "Hey, we we both have the same thing. I want to listen to him." So you know, everyone can be given the same information. They're gonna take it from who they feel they are connected to. So. With you having this and your journey, it's still inspiring because people don't know where to begin. Most people 
don't even know half none of the stuff that you know, or half of the stuff, not even an inch. And that's okay. That's what I'm saying. No no one no one knew, you know, but I think it's the fact that you learn and you actually you're teaching. So it's it's always amazing. So yes. To the people who are advocating and spreading the knowledge, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Everybody. Continue to advocate, continue to, you know, be a voice and Amazing. You know, I don't, a, a lot of us don't get to utilize our talents to the full potential because we're so we're sick all the time. Mm-hmm. We have to battle with the illness. So my my message is, you know, find find yourself, find right. the health and wellness journey, find out what works for you and what's going to keep you out of the hospital. And find what makes you happy. Find what your thing is, you know, True. and 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 push it. <laughs> Absolutely, push it to the max. Exactly. <laughs> Knowledge the anyway in any platforms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Most Much love. Y'all can find um, some immune herbs on uh, the website, ARTheprofit.com. The link is in the bio. These shirts will be on sale. The healing teas. Yeah, AR the Prophet. Okay. The I like be that. On, on Monday. You know, shop open on Monday. If you get anything you like, check it out, ARTheprofit.com. Shop with me, grow with me. Live well with me, baby. It's big love on the Yes. <laughs> All right. And you and this is actually my first time really kind of meeting 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 you because I never really had this. So thank you. Amazing. No <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep All doing right. What you're doing. You too. This shit just fucking. Oh, I'm about to say.
it's just like people don't understand that out there did you hear me i said i'm teaching a yoga class <laughs> what?
so it's like what Five high schools, the Cam County. But we see the Grove as number five. Now, 
to me, this sounds absolutely far. I don't even know what Seat Grove High School is at. I have to go with Reed Air High We don't want to be inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. You cannot be around me if you're not willing to be inconvenienced. I'm willing to be inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. 
Me too. I'm willing to die for what I'm talking about. And I mean that. I mean that. Now, that ain't everybody's job. That that's a powerful place. A lot of people can't handle it, though. I'm like... But guess what? We still need the accountants. Yep. In the movement. We still need the hairstylist, honey, because listen, my lactation keeps a bitch solid. You hear me? I don't even touch my hair. I touched my hair last month, and I was like... I texted her, and I was just like... No. But we need all the people. Everybody ain't going to be on Everybody can't do it. Yep. You can't. Everybody can't. We still need medical care. We mm-hmm. still need lawyers. We still need accountants. We still need grocery store owners. We still need business owners. We still need people that make bikes. We still need people that make computers. We need IT. I mean, we still need all those people. And so when we start talking about impact, is which the hype I'm on right now, if we are not talking about impact, if we are not talking about growth, if we are not talking about that's me um, evolution, I'm barely, I'm barely even interested. <laughs> but you gotta be. Look. I get passionate about this because I, I feel like it's so freeing, and we deserve to be free. Mm-hmm. Free is here. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people we know that have killed themselves because they're not free? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. matter. Yep. How many people we know go into deep depressions like my auntie, my, like my granny used to say, we are all one foot out the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Right? So if that's true, what harm does it do for you to show somebody some kindness? Yeah. You know when I'm upset? You know what I do? I call a friend of it, or actually I text my friends for, do you have capacity? Because the bitch is about to vent. I'm about to, but you know, I didn't used to do that until I was like, okay, I learned that I had to do that. And it took me a minute, I'm like, Oh, I just can't call people and dump stuff on them. Oh, okay. But 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 you know, I give people grace when they do it to me. I'm like, you know, but I had to learn not to actually do that. Yeah, and that's what people that love each other. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. People are not in here. Your friends ain't therapists, and my friends are actually. <laughs> that's the hard part. But I can't. I know I can't use them for that. So my friends are therapists, but I'm like, I can't use you for therapy. Right, but they are not. You're my therapist. Yes, there we go. Um, I did a podcast with Shatina and um, on discussion, and she was talking about how mental health looks different, or mental health, mental therapy looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why are we not talking about this?" And she was like, "Well, because people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe." Independent therapy isn't where you are at right now. Maybe that's not what you need. I went to AA before. I went to several meetings during while I was um, being sober for that 90 days. Um, Because I'm a person of habit. So it was the habit of something, not necessarily drinking. It really could have been crack, and I probably would have been doing it, right? (laughs) So I don't mean that in a way of... Because it never interfered with my work. Mm -hmm. It was interfering with how I felt, though. Mm -hmm. And that was important. And one of the things she said was... If you force yourself in these spaces, you're automatically like, ah, ain't for me. Right? But if you give yourself grace to just try other things, it goes a long way. How many times have we heard folks say that meditation has changed their life? Mm-hmm. How many times have we talked about people traveling the world and it changed their life? 
They weren't praying to a Jesus necessarily. And listen, I love the Lord. Don't get me wrong. Preacher kid, love that shit. But how many times have we heard it? Mm-hmm. That it's not attached to money. It's not attached to status. How many times have we heard, my people saved me? How many times have we heard, not drinking save my, not doing crack, not doing heroin, not doing these. How many times have we heard these life-changing events? Yeah. We heard when people overuse sex, drugs, alcohol, being seen, the clout idea. How many times have we seen that be the demise of someone? Mm-hmm. More often than we see people recovering, and I'm trying still trying the things that gives you, that fulfills you. We don't try those things at all. Like people, are like why are you got to bite? Why I'm gonna try everything because I want to know what is filling me up. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna try as many things as possible. And right. if those things work, <laughs> I'm gonna go there more. And I'm gonna do that here's often. The thing, right? Here's the thing. The worst thing that happens is that it doesn't work and we move on to something that does. That's the worst. <laughs> Could you imagine living your life? And this is for everybody that may or may not listen. Imagine living your life trying stuff. Could you care? Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't need nobody's yep. permission. Yep. Maybe you like retire. Like, I told my son to take those pictures of me. I said, well, you want me to put you on know, some retirement? He's like, no, I'll just do that for fun. Go look at my page. Mm-hmm. There are these wildly, I think, have you seen them? Yeah, no, I commented. No, they were good. <laughs> 14 years old. Like, how did he even, right? And you know what people hit me up? And I'm talking about strangers. What is his commission price? Mm. How much is it going to cost him to commission something like that for me? He's 14, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's because I cultivated a space for him to express himself as much as we can within parental reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Safety and precaution. Um, but that's what he did. And he did that. We bartered um, cell phone time. So <laughs> 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 he bartered cell phone time. But, you know, I told him, I was like, well, people want you to take pictures. He's like, well, let me see the people first. What are they, like... What do they stand for? You can go look at my post. His Instagram is there. And for pride, he makes this post. He never even consulted me about it. Never saw it. He has the gave away. He was like, yeah, pride, blah, blah. He's like, but I'd like to take the time out to acknowledge our trans women and their lives and how they're lost. And I'm just like, where did this come from? No, but you know, but you know, they watch you. And they watch you. I feel like. I'm my mom's child because all the stuff that I know, do, and think, and read, and all that stuff. Like, I watched her do some of these things. And the books that I have on my shelf, she came over and she's like, You read that? You know, I had these books on my shelf. And I was like, No, you didn't. She was like, Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And not realizing, I went and mimicked (laughs) the things my mom read. So you don't even realize your son is actually just watching and. Do and gonna yeah. take up those things. Here, here's so I show you the progression. So my parents grew up with people that didn't talk to them about anything. Kissing gets you pregnant, that type of shit. Then my parents made sure they talked about everything with us, but we were still seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Spoken, but not seen and not heard. Spoke. You only get to speak unless you're spoken to. That was. They were seen and not heard. I was speaking not until you're spoken to for me. It's, we got to talk. 
Now, there will be times where you don't get to have a decision, mm-hmm. but most of the time, you and I are going to have space to negotiate because you're a person first. Mm-hmm. And I don't need you to be me. Mm-hmm. I need you to be you. And I'm raising a decent human being. It bites me in the ass constantly. I understand what they were seeing and I heard. Okay, so you knew and you just was waiting. Okay. question i guess what would you read i guess but <laughs> what oh there's a book that i absolutely 
there's a couple books. Read How We Show Up by Mia. No, no, no. I'm about, to, I'm about to show y'all. I have the book right here. I don't know. I'm about to grab it. Mia Birdsong. It's backwards, but can we flip it? No, we can't flip it. Wait, no. yes, we can. Yeah, I can flip my camera. Oh, you can. Okay, How there we, we go. Show up. Get this book. Because it challenges how we see family, how we see relationships, how we see parenting. And when we go back, going back to the village, it's pivotal. Mm-hmm. The other books I'll tell y'all to read is, um, where's my sister? Um, there's The Compound Effect. There's also The One Thing. It, it actually proves my point. It's one it's small thing. Oh, all the, the time. one thing. Yeah, I, I read that one. Yes. Right. <laughs> the book that came out before the one thing was called The Compound Effect. Um, Clarice. Oh, she must have left. Okay. Um, there's this book about love that I read. And I was like, oh my God. It just challenged. It just really challenged my thoughts about. Is it Audrey Lord? Oh, gosh. I can't remember the book. Anyway, another really great read. Um, here's this other book. It's really about you could just you could send adventure. it to me, and I'll just add it to the. I'll send it to you, but these are all real books to get you to think about you and and how you show up. And I have so many. Like, look, I'm gonna show y'all. There's so many books. Like, I I'm obsessed. I love books. I read them all the time. Um, but when you read, it also informs your opinion. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we get stuck in our own echo chambers about who we think we are based on My- what our parents told us. Mm-hmm. And they were only working with what they knew. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong. It's just we working with what we got. That's it. We only working with what we got. We don't know anything else. My doc's on the line. Hi, Dr. Hodge. <laughs> but yes, it's very important. It just it helps us show up. Like I think that that's the thing. I think we can kind of end with that. Like people don't know that having a voice and speaking up and showing up and community, all that stuff is a part of your. Um, it's a part of your growth. It's a part of your journey. It's a part of your, your, um, it's a part of your journey. Yeah, I think it's more than that, though, right? I don't know that everybody's going to speak up. I don't no, 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 no. I'm not saying everyone will. I'm talking about the people who have started, who have, like, who got that no. nudge on the shoulder that said, okay, I want to do something different. I want to change. I want to, you know. I want well, to. Well, there's parts to that too, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about speak up, and Martin Luther King talks about this a lot. I'm willing to die for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. When you speak up, you are up for public persecution and ridicule. True. Now, can People I don't still like that. <laughs> and not speak up? Yes, mm-hmm. you can. You can. Do I mean you stand behind closed doors? No, I don't want you to get to the place where. You have some principles that you stand on, and whatever those are. And I'm okay with people having the free choice of choosing those things. But like I said earlier, I think we all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. And when you're comfortable in your role, right? So look at, oh God, 
research on freedom writers. Mm-hmm. Right? I want y'all to do research on Martin Luther King's Million Man March, how that actually started, who organized it. All your fave black male figures of the civil rights movement, I don't care who they are, they never organized anything. It was always the people around them. Go look at those people. They were either gay black men or women. And they don't talk about them. They're not. They're not going to because it was not important in the moment. You you, mm. you got to choose your battle. You got to choose a hill. Because you, can, you don't realize that there are so many people who are quietly impacting, but they don't want the voice. Okay, God. Yeah, it. not even wanting the voice. Not wanting the voice. That's not your, yeah, that's not your place. Well, that's not your place in the, in the um, evolution. Like, everyone's not going to be the front person, basically. So, yeah. I, but you know what? I never really thought about that. Like, you know, you see stuff and you watch it, but you don't really think about how there, a, there were a lot of people that had to put those things together for it to actually happen. The freedom writers were writing for months before any civil rights movement person, man, spoke up. Do you know Martin Luther King's camp said no several times? We talking about after heads being literally split open. These are college students, y'all. Mm-hmm. Kids. I did see the movie, yeah. Right? So, so like, we, we have to acknowledge. That's why I'm so hopeful for our generation. Oh, no. They don't give a fuck for real. <laughs> like, yes! That's the we don't give a F generation. <laughs>
million mm-hmm. times, but I told you when we last talked, you were like, don't tell me anything else. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on. Yes. <laughs> it's the first time I ever shared because I was so worried about, not even that, I wasn't sure if I was uh, recovered or not. Mm. And it's, it, is, it is not about that. No, it's not. And I appreciate you allowing me to be in this space and be me. I appreciate you not judging me and saying, hey, girl, no, other people need to hear it. Yes. Um, I appreciate you giving me space. <laughs> hey, girl, all right, so are you going to be mad or are you going to do something about it? Because honestly, like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's, you know, between me and you, but still, like, it, it's so important because where we can, we have to am- amplify seeing other people go through stuff, seeing a strong-ass black woman, loud as fuck as I am, still cry about how joy um, fills me and overflows. And it's not about having a good day. Mm-hmm. It's not. I feel good about what I'm doing, how I present in the world and the work that I do. And the money's gonna come. Yep. And guess what? When the money start coming, I'll be like, hey, um, hey, boo, uh, I know some folks. What you doing? Where you at? You got Just let me know. <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you so much. And I guess we will talk. I'm, I'm going to have to call you anyway. So, yeah, at some point. Yes. Let me know. A G is here. But I want y'all to know, like, it just takes a village. It does. small things over time. Don't look at the big events. Think about what it actually took the framework, right? When you go to work and you show up at a job, there's a whole bunch of people that had to get you to that point. Same thing with being raised, right? You had teachers, you had tutors, you had life experience, you had the streets teaching you, streets taught me a lot. Um, and then you go to work and you, you have all these things and I want y'all to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Your voice matters. I don't care if it's just this small. Just a small little whisper. Sometimes it's just, hey, so-and-so had a great idea and I'd love for y'all to hear it when that person's not in the room. Yes. Speaking of other people's Speaking name of, in yes. existence. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just small things. Yep. That's the work, y'all. It's not just using a mouth that you don't have. Because then it comes off just as disingenuous. Yeah. And you deserve more to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to support you. And if you need any help, especially as a queer, I'm, I'm in the queer community. And I also have a very queer child. And I have queer friends. If y'all are confused about that, please holler at me. I'd be more than happy to check you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I'm also here to support and let me know if you have a baby I'd be more than happy to support you I and she's based in California life. look so you basically no, no, no. it can be virtual and oh. I fly everywhere can be virtual okay and I fly nice everywhere. to know <laughs> okay so whatever you need I'm putting you in a box hold on let me get you out <laughs> right I need three more mamas having babies mm. or no, that's not fair. I need two more moms actually having babies so if you just want some support just a quick. Just, I was about to say. I was about to say. I was about to say. Like, how do they pay for that? Wellness in our roots. I heard what you said. I got you for free. I will come to you for free. I will see you prenatal, birth, postpartum for two weeks though. Not, not, not whole time. <laughs> and, and just hit me. I'd be more happy. I need two more mamas. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. And I will make sure I put that in the comments. <laughs> 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 
All right. Thanks, boo. You're welcome. No, I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying fucking mode. The correct. 